Hey, hey, Cassandra, we're uh, we're about to record. You should sit down. Norman. Get... Y- yes. What do your elf eyes see? Uh, um, our our mics. No, no, you're supposed to say they're taking the podcast to Isengard. We, we've 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 been there all, several times yeah, but already. No, like for reals this time. <laughs> what do you, what do you what do you mean for reals this time? Well, you know the trees and the orcs and the 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 wizard and we're we're taking the podcast. To Isengard. Will there be stupid fat hobbits? Yes. Okay, I'm in. Oh, okay. That was easy. <laughs> I was. I had this whole sales pitch that you know there's potatoes, and you, you know, gotta boil them, <laughs> mash them, <laughs> stick them in a stew. There, there were also gonna be you know some crunchable horses. Um, we're back. <laughs> with season two, our yes. continuing coverage of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This time we're talking about Two Towers. Join us on Dueling Genre every Monday through Friday to talk about Lord of the Rings one minute at a time. We're from Lord of the Rings Minute. Leave now and And never come back. No, please come back. (laughs) Dueling Genre. everyone and welcome to the protagonist podcast where each week we talk about a great character in a great story except when we don't this is one of those times i'm joe dorowski i'm andrew dorowski and this is our box office special for 2020 i think this is our third third annual we didn't we weren't doing this one at the beginning of the of the podcast it might be fourth i think you and todd did it twice twice. so once with me and so fourth overall right and uh not to spoil anything, but I remain undefeated. <laughs> yes, uh, across multiple platforms at this point. Uh, yes, last year I was invited over to the Fandom Podcast where they do a variation on this game, uh, which for any new listeners is that we we pick movies uh, that we think are going to perform well at the box office. Well, and we pick a lot of movies, <laughs> we whether, movies. whether we think they'll do well or not. Uh, but then we get that movie's U.S. domestic box office multiplied by its Rotten Tomato score. So if a movie does uh, really well with the critics and has like a 98% score, we get 98% of its domestic box office. If critics trash it and we only, you know, it only has 40%, we only get 40% of its box office and we see who has the most money at the end of the year. Over on the Fandom Podcast, they do a fun variation where it's an auction format. So we all start with like $100 to <laughs> bid on so I, I think last year avengers endgame came up early and i think it was brandon if i'm remembering right uh had to spend a lot of money very yeah. early on and uh you know so he had fewer films than the rest of us because he was he was chasing that white whale which was quite the white whale in this yeah, year's I box mean, office ultimately <laughs> that was the film to have yeah um, we'll we'll just tease some of the stats we're going to pull in but it's worth about twice as much as any other film yeah even yeah over yeah, yeah i think it was at least Two, three, and four you needed before you were topping mm-hmm. uh, what what Avengers uh, Endgame brought in. So uh, this last year, it was producer Andrew and I. So like we noted, two years, uh, it was me and Todd uh, mm-hmm. going head to head. And last year, Andrew made his picks. I made my picks. Uh, I pulled out the victory. We'll run over some of those stats. And then we will make our picks for 2020, which is going to be a much more wide open year yeah. because there's no That's... Avengers or Star Wars film coming out. And, and we'll mention, before we do our picks, we'll mention some of the adjusted rules that we've established. 
established for this season. Every, so we are not the only ones doing this now. Fandom Podcast, as Joseph mentioned, does does this. And so does um, Vox Podcast. Our, our guests, uh, Mav and Hannah Rogers, are hosts over there. And they do um, a variation on this. I think this year they're using Metacritic instead of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also dealing with four hosts, yeah. so it's different. Everyone can put their own spin on this. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just like the idea of this game uh, for uh, for like just random random fun uh, on this. And also, I think it's a way for us to tease what's coming out and kind of keep, have an eye on uh, films that we're kind of excited for. Yeah, it, it makes it a little more fun than just running down a list and chatting about the movies. It puts a little bit of stakes on it. It's like, okay, here's real expectations on these things. Andrew, do you have our totals for 2019? I... Do um, so from the spreadsheet. We pulled things out, and the absolute victor of 2019 <laughs> is Joseph. I don't. I never know whether whether to say Joe or Joseph. Yeah, it's weird because in my family, professionally you're Joe, and yeah. and and commonly you're Joe, but family wise, yeah, my parents always call me Joseph because my dad's name is Joseph, but he went by Joe. So just for, to avoid confusion, there was my dad was Joe. I was Joseph, but then like on on my books, it's Joseph J. Dorowski, so I still have like that side of it yeah. as well. And so, so there's yeah, who knows? Anyway, um, with a margin of one point three billion dollars, <laughs> is a massive, massive leap. I think that's definitely the biggest margin that there's ever been. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, and it really is does come down to Avengers Endgame, like we noted. Yes, so um, eight hundred million dollars of that is Avengers Endgame, so that's a sizable chunk. Um, but I mean, it, it gets backed up by good picks from you overall. So 1.3 million lead. So your total av- um, adjusted was 3.5 billion and mine was 2.1 billion. Okay. Uh, and, and one thing that always kinds of intrigues me is, is, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at these films that are coming out. We don't know exactly. Uh, sometimes we haven't even seen a trailer yet when we're making a pick. So it's kind Quite of like a hopeful on, on like the idea of what the film could be. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we, we have picks that come in late that do really well with the critics and actually kind of blow up at the box office. And those ones overperform where we picked them. What were some of our overperforming films for 2019? So altogether, I just, let me dish out a few other stats and, and that'll be included in there. So, um, one way that you also took the lead was your Rotten Tomatoes percentage. Your average was 70%. So you picked, on average, films that got 70%. I, I got 62 Oh, and that So on average, Joseph, good. you know, got 8% more than me, mm-hmm. which adds up over time. Um, I did have one more film come out than you had picked. <laughs> well, we both got knocked on uh, films that You lost, lost four, and I lost three. Yes, and one, one minor rule adjustment we're going to tweak for next year is something to help us with uh, the... The, uh, it the Creed like, 2 effect. Yeah, the, uh, things just seem much more flexible for studios. Like, there's just a lot more shifting mm-hmm. uh, than than even four years ago when we started this. Yeah, seems. the first time you did it, it was a shock when one or two films seemed to disappear from the roster. And it was seven and, this year. Yeah, and seven this year. So we, we are adjusting our rules to have three... So we'll pick 28 each and the top 25 count, um, whether they're released or not. Um, those bottom three are a wash. Right. They, they just get cut. So, so we, we uh, you know, have a little more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and you had, so with the overperforming that you talked about, you had 16 films overperform your picks and I had 12. Mm. Um, some of those overperformers, I had the most overperforming pick. Um, I also had the most underperforming <laughs> pick, so that doesn't go great for me. But the most overperforming pick pick was uh joker it was 29 spots ahead of itself so yeah you picked it as somewhere pretty pretty late um yeah 36 and it came in at number seven overall so a very profitable film you know making it into the top 10 is 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, all of the rest of our top ten are things we picked in the top ten. So that's you the know, only one that cracked. Up yeah, that's that, the that that's far. the only crack. Um, most of our top ten is within one or two slots. Um, Star Wars severely underperformed because um, of the critic score, not because of yeah that's the box the office. Thing. Yeah, because um, it was like in the fifties, right? Well, it actually would have only been one position. No. Oh, it would have been three positions higher. It gets pretty close together, actually, yeah. at, at three, four, and five. Okay. Um, so it would have been a few more positions up if it had gotten well, 100%. Right. Um, so not a ton of wiggle room. But yeah, six positions below. Um, other big performers. Um, so, well, I said top over performer. That's the top over performer as far as final rank. Mm-hmm. As far as things that really did overperform position-wise... Um, Knives Out is huge for you, 39 places above. Right. And so that made it into um, number 18 overall. Yeah, and that was, I think, my last pick. 56. It was so. like, yeah, I know Ryan Johnson's doing this murder mystery film. That's all we knew about it at the time, is it mm-hmm. had been announced. We didn't know anything. I think we either was seen a trailer, we would have picked it sooner. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know if the cast was all in on that. No, I just, um, I just knew it was, it was, it was Ryan Johnson yeah. murder mystery, because I feel like if we knew the cast, we would have picked that yeah. higher. Um, yeah, there were some other things... Uh, you know, for underperformers, um, Hellboy was an underperformer. <laughs> Men in Black International, Dark Phoenix. Um, these are all my picks. Um, Glass was a big underperformer. Oh, that was for I you. picked in like the top. number eleven. Yeah, I was to say it, it, it I was, knew it was in the top twenty. Yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, we don't always know what we're doing with yeah. this, and that's oh, part of the fun. Let me run down just um, just for fun what the ultimate um, top ten point earners okay. were for us. Um, so, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Frozen 2, Lion King, Joker, Star Wars, uh, Aladdin, and Us is the 10th film. So, kind of surprising that Us came in at number 10. That's a that's a big spot. That was the uh, the uh, Jordan... Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele. Peele. Um, that's ahead of John Wick, How to Train Your Dragon, Jumanji, Shazam. So, like, it's beating out some big films. Yeah. Uh, I think what that top 10 reveals, though, is trust in Disney for this game. Yes. <laughs> um, also, but but to contrast that, last year, 2019, a lot of established franchise momentum going. Mm-hmm. Not a ton yeah, of that this year. Yeah, you'll hear that when we go through our picks for 2020, which is much more wide open. So let's just do a couple of tweaks we're going to do on the rules, and then we'll we'll start our picks, I think. Um I don't think it's going to be as dominant as in years past, but the last couple of years, whoever got Avengers just got a dominant performer at the yeah, box the, office. The first spot is a pretty big spot. And it's less obvious what that should be this year. And you and I may even have different things in, in mm-hmm. number one. But to help to combat that trend, whoever goes first, the next person is going to pick twos and three, uh, picks number two and three, and then we'll start alternating. So there'll still be five each in the top. You know, yeah. in the top 10, it just gives a little extra bonus uh, for whoever goes second to try and wash out some of that immediately that can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge difference if you were to take um, if you were to take last year. And in fact, in the end, Joe, you got the top three picks, um, you know, even though I had the second pick, that one came in at number four. Oh, OK. You know, so it's. And then the other rule tweak is uh, what Andrew noted, that we're going to pick 28 films each. However, only 25 will count towards our final score. So mm-hmm. if either of us have we, – we can get up to three films uh, getting bumped to the following year, and it won't actually affect our our, yes. you know, our, our ability to earn money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So to determine who gets to 
well, should we just say this This flip ter- determines who goes first? Yeah. Okay. So I have a bookmark here, and so there's a colored side a and metallic, a, a non-colored bookmark. side. So whatever. Uh, if, if it is color side up, I will go first. If it okay. is color side down, Andrew will go first. Okay. And flip. And it is color side down. I did not want to go first <laughs> because I wanted to see what Joseph pulled first. This is like a high-pressure moment, and I'm not thrilled about it. I am going to go with Black Widow. Okay. I uh, I definitely had that in my top uh, tier of films. Uh, I was kind of planning to take that in my two and three I, slot. So I, I've mapped out, you know, a set of picks, um, you know, looking at a ton of films. And that is not what I had originally placed as number one. But in the moment, I'm, I'm calling an audible and putting Black Widow. Black Widow was my number two before. Okay. So I just swapped. Uh, one position. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Marvel is a trustworthy uh, franchise to draw from. Now, there is, like we said, there's no massive team-up coming up uh, for, for Marvel. They're, these are uh, new properties, not even sequels to established properties. I mean, Black Widow's fairly established as a character, but this, this isn't, uh, you know, a sequel film uh, for her. So we'll, we'll see uh, what comes of that. I, I like the pick, though. Uh, you know... It, I assume it was near the top three. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to take it within these top three picks. Um... As a sign of, uh, you know, what, what we're going to get from superhero films this year, I'm going to take another superheroine. Uh, I'm going to take Wonder Woman 1984. This uh, is the one that I switched with. I was not sure which one to put first. Yeah, so I'll take that at number two. Uh, the first Wonder Woman film did very well with critics, did very well at the box office. Uh, I largely enjoyed it. Um, my one critique, though, of the film is I felt like uh, the... Um, Oh, oh my goodness, I almost said Steve Rogers. Uh, uh, Steve Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor. Steve character. Trevor character arc felt awfully similar to Captain America it, so, in, in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. The trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 has not uh, removed that sensation for me at all. The, the man out of time <laughs> yes. uh, momentum. Uh, but still, uh, the, the same cast and director are back, uh, so I, I'm willing to trust that. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and uh, acknowledge that superheroes have been dominating the box office. I'm going to take the Eternals at spot number three the that, other marvel film that was the, the number three i had part of me was like i have to pick one of the marvel films because i don't want joseph to have both of the marvel films yes if you would taken wonder woman i was gonna take uh black widow and and eternals now i don't know how these are gonna do at all uh but it's just based on past performance i'm gonna trust in marvel right now mm-hmm. yeah i mean eternals is fairly unknown but gardens of the galaxy did great so mm-hmm. you know who knows I that means I am going to take Mulan with uh, my next pick. In yeah, slot number four. A lot of female protagonists so far, uh, uh, and female directors. Yes. Uh huh. Um. So that's good. Yeah. Um. In these <laughs> in these top ones. All right. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, the trailer looked really good for that. Um, I, I love. I saw several memes where people were saying, um, "I'm really tired of these Disney live action remakes, but I really want to see Mulan." Yeah, <laughs> like, out you know, of all the ones, like <laughs> I'm actually very much more excited for Mulan than I was for any of the ones in 2019, Lion King or Aladdin or Dumbo or the new Maleficent film, which we weren't able to get on <laughs> yes. our picks from last year. There's a number of films that we didn't get onto our picks. Yeah, um, they weren't even announced Little little, worm, little Women and Cats didn't make it on either. Yeah. Because um, they just weren't um, I mean, confirmed enough. We both dodged a bullet with Cats. <laughs> in fact, there was a, even as a Hail Mary tried to take that one at the end, we'd be disappointed with, yeah. <laughs> with the outcome there. Um, I am going to uh, take another trusted brand next and, and choose a Pixar film. Okay. Uh, there are two Pixar films coming out next year. I'm going to choose Onward 
uh, right now, which is the one uh, set in a fantasy world as two brothers try and get one last day with their father who has passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been trailers out. Um, some people are really excited for it. Some people are not so much excited for it. I'm not super excited for it, but it was um, – this is about where I had it on my list. Not quite. Definitely but, in the top ten, yeah. right? I am – I this might be a touch of a risk, but I'm going for No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. Yeah, I had that um, in my top ten here. And that is um, mostly because I think we're due for a big James Bond movie. With Daniel Craig, it's been every other one. It's mm-hmm. been great, and it's the odd ones that are great. Casino Royale, Royale was really loved. good. Quantum Solace is, is nothing. Uh, Skyfall is that's great. That's my favorite James Bond film. Yeah, Skyfall is, is fantastic. Everyone went to see Skyfall. Yeah. Spectre was nothing. I think I saw Spectre, but I literally can't remember if I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spectre's nothing. And so it's like, okay, well, then we're due for a big one. It seems like every other one works for him. So that's why I got it where I did. Okay. Um, just because of when it's getting released, I'm taking this next film. Disney releases an animated film over Thanksgiving, and it blows up every single year. Uh, and every year, I feel like we're like, I don't know about this one, and then it does fine. Uh, it does really well for us. Like last year, Frozen Two. I remember uh, you were like, you were like, I, I, I was uh, definitely wrong about that one. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I remember the year before. I can't remember what it was that came out. But, but that would have been was it Ralph, Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't. I think I was the one that was doubting it that year, and then it, it you know, made it's like three hundred million, and you yeah. know, in the night. And uh, this year's, it's called Raya and the Last Dragon. We don't know. There's no no trailers. There's not even really concept art. There's maybe one promotional image, but that's not super It's the title, right? In. Yeah. And uh, all, I think all we know is Aquafina is the voice of the main character. Uh, I think Golden Globe winner, Aquafina, right? Yeah, uh, I think now. Yeah, so, so uh, but, but just because it's the Disney animated film over Thanksgiving when parents need to get kids out of the house, <laughs> I'm going to take this one. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, for the person who does a Disney animated films podcast... Joseph always picks the Disney animated films ahead of me. It's just, I don't know what it's my energy is. It's always a couple spots, is. too. Like, yeah. Every time I do it, you're like, oh, I like, can see it in your face it's, that it was coming soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was my number 11. So it's okay. several spots this time. But um, I will get, in that case, Soul, which is oh, the other Pixar that's film. That's going to be my next pick. Yeah. Um, the, the second Pixar film for the year. Yeah. And that one is... Um, Maybe a little more in the vein of classic Pixar. Well, it feels Onward. like Inside Out. Yeah. Isn't it the same director as Inside yeah, Out? Yeah, same director as Inside Out. Same kind of energy, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Onward is a, a different tact for them. Yeah. Um, all right. How many have we picked so far? So that is number eight. So you'll pick number nine and I'll finish off the top ten. I had a few I was debating about, but when you said this is slot number nine, I'm going to go ahead and take Fast and Furious 9. That is actually <laughs> the next film on my list. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, Fast and Furious tends to make a lot of money when they come out. Hobbs and Shaw did not do as well as Fast and Furious. for you. But, yeah. Or did I pick that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, like, it, it, was, it, it was middle of the road. Yeah. Um, ah, road. Fast and Furious. <laughs> well done. Um, okay. I need to make a quick decision in my head. I'm going for it. It might be a long shot to put it in the top 10, but I'm taking in the Heights, which is the Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, musical adaptation of his first Tony Award winning um, production. No, I I had that uh, probably around pick 20. So it's it's definitely higher than I had it, but I I have it on my list for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, there's a trailer out for it. People are stoked. Um, mm-hmm. Musical theater people in particular and Lin-Manuel Miranda fans are so, really excited. Right now with musicals, it's like we either get something like 
um, La La Land or Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman, where it's like these have long legs; they just keep earning money, and or it's going to be cats, or it's going to be cats. But yes. this is not going to be cats. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be cats. Uh, but I enjoy that we are. It, it seemed like there was a big dearth of film musical adaptations when we were growing like like in the 90s and early yeah, 2000s I mean, they, it was consumed by the disney animated ones mm-hmm. those were the only broadway style yeah. musicals and, and now we're getting at least one a year and i kind of like there'll that be at least two because yeah, yeah. there's also west side story mm-hmm. it's good, which that, is on my list it's on my somewhere. list but it's a december like it's a christmas day release right now oh, so it's yeah. really hard to want to take that early on all right so with pick number 11 i am going to take the Rock in Jungle Cruise. That is well ahead of me. Okay. Um, nothing against The Rock. It's just Jumanji didn't do very well uh, yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. the first one did amazingly well for whoever had it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's already made over $100 million, so it's not like it's bombing. It's just... No, it, but it was late in the year, and there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. you know energy for going yeah. into it. I think they had a pretty quiet um, advertising run on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like um, the first one, Welcome to the Jungle, was... Much bigger in, yeah. in its advertising push, and they kind of tried to coast on this one. I think that yeah, I think I think them. it was like, oh, it's a known quantity. We'll save money on the advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, known quantities. Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, I, I have it in my top uh, gun. to take in the top twenty. So you're not you're yeah, not really jumping me too much. So we are, you know, fairly in line. It's. I mean, I don't. I do. I personally have nothing. Yeah, for I, Top Gun. It no, I was do too anything. young. I, I was not in the right demographic to have the nostalgia for it. But people go see Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, and this one has some nostalgia for 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 a for lot a of generation. People. So yeah. there's definitely people who will go see it. And like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. You know, it. I can't imagine it'll be, you know, a terrible pick. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Um, I am going to take next um, the sci-fi adaptation of Dune. mm Hmm. Which, uh, let's see, uh, Oscar Isaac is in it. Look, it has a fairly big cast. Um, Zendaya, I think, um, Jason Momoa is, also is, is supposed to be in it. Is this one that Timothy Chalamet is on? I can't remember everything. I don't know. It feels like know. he gets attached to a ton of things. I, I <laughs> Yeah. But the, um, who's the director on this one? Is it, oh, um, um, is it Villeneuve? Uh, let, let me look it up real quick. Okay. Yes. Uh, Villeneuve, I don't know. If, De- Denny Villeneuve. Yes. Villeneuve, if you, uh, there's a lot I of think, vowels in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I heard it said a lot at a recent, like in the last five years, he he did a lot of okay. um, successful stuff. And so I heard it a lot on podcasts. Okay. Um, yeah. So Dune is, oh boy. It could be, okay. It does have Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. There it is. Zendaya, uh, Stellan Skarsgård is in there. Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Dave Bautista. So, so this is a really Josh rock. Brolin. Uh, That's a, a really lot of rock Marvel solid, crossover there. Ravier uh, Bardem, <laughs> popular, popular yeah. cast. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. I might regret how low I had it in. It was still in my top twenty. I think yeah. we we like we're pretty close on our top ten, and then it seems like for our top twenty, we had flip some yeah. of yeah. my my you know eleven through fifteen are your sixteen through twenty. Um. So we have not done a horror film yet. And I will take Quiet Place 2. Oh, um, that was my next pick for sure. I was absolutely taking that one next. Okay. Um, Quiet Place just got so much positivity out of it. And it just seems like, well, they're doing the sequel. It's got to be over. It it should do fine, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, same same cast is back. Mm -hmm. uh, Director, writer. Yeah. So a lot of the... It It should be... 
The same good stuff, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yes, fingers crossed on that. All right, I'm going to trust in a high critic score. I, I don't know that this is going to blow up the box office as as much as some of these other ones, but I, I think it'll do fine with the critics. It's the next Christopher Nolan film called Tenet. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, this is somehow Inception, but with time travel instead of reality being questioned, maybe. Oh, like the, the essence yeah. of time instead of the there's essence of reality. There's definitely some points in the trailer where time is moving yeah. backwards for some people, but not all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it's unclear. But yeah, I think it might... Some of it also almost seems police procedurally. You've got, you know, a set of partners. And so it's like, okay, they're investigating something, but sometimes time is moving backwards for them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's Christopher Nolan. So it's going to be big. People are definitely going to talk about it. Money and critic score matching up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But this is a point where it's like, a, I mean, this this whole year, it feels a little more questionable than, than years past. In doing yes, this. That, that is the story of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, that means that my next pick in line is another horror film. I'm going to take this year's Jordan Peele Candyman. Oh, okay. Is that what I, I meant to go actually look up exactly what it was he was he was releasing? So this one is a remake of of uh, that was around in the '90s, right? Candyman? I'm not sure. Okay, I, I I don't watch a lot of horror. Films. I don't either. It's not really our genre. <laughs> but but Jordan Peele horror film. He's done really well with all of them so far. So like, might as well count on that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take. Um, a film that I watched the trailer for, and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but it is Ryan Reynolds doing a comedy, so it's mm. Free Guy. Have you have you seen the trailer for this? I have seen the trailer for it, so and it, it does it, look pretty decent. Yeah. But Ryan Reynolds also did make um the oh what it was the the Men in Black, but for ghosts. Um, oh, R.I.P.D. Yeah, and so it's like if it hits that, then you're not yeah. gonna like that so spot. It, so I had it a play, bit later. Playful within the world of video games, essentially from the trailer, it looks like he's a um, what do you call him? The NPC. NPC. Yeah, he's non-player a non-playable character. non-playable character in a video game. So one of the side characters in, uh, you know, a, a Grand Theft Auto uh, yeah, or, or of any of those, you know, a, a big shooter who becomes kind of self-aware that he's in a video game and yeah. the it starts to take on a different role. Yeah. So that was on my list. Um, but not quite that high. Um, I'm going to get an animated film and I'm going to take Trolls World Tour. Uh, because, I mean, I, they've been pushing stuff and it might be decent. I, I don't really know a lot about the Trolls franchise. But I can't remember how I mean, made. they're making a third one, so. Is this the third? Is it the third? Well, there's a TV. The I think there's a Netflix series. Oh, maybe, so maybe that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Well, anyway. I've not seen any of them, so uh, I'm, I'm not. Super in the know on that. Well, it stars Anna Kendrick, and her star has not fallen at this point. Yeah. So maybe oversaturated the market a bit in commercials. <laughs> yeah, but... over over the holidays at least. <laughs> That's true. All right, uh, I'm going to pick a film that I got Creed two on last year. So just a reminder: this is films that get bumped from the schedule. Hey, can I try to guess which one that you lost that you were going to go for? I am predicting. I, I have in my mind. Okay, I'm going to say it, it and you, you okay. affirm or, or okay. uh, I, Artemis Fowl. That's the one I thought uh, it was going to be. Yep. Uh, some of this, again, may be flavored by the fact that my daughter is really enjoys the Artemis Fowl series. And so my sense of how popular this is going to be with kids may be completely skewed. Um, but uh, I, I like Kenneth Branagh as a director of both Shakespeare and also whenever he branches out and does something different. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued I, with what he does. Yeah, I, I I, mean, he did the first Thor movie, which I like much more than most people seem to mm-hmm. like it. And I, I'm like, I think it's a good movie, guys. So 
Yeah. I, he did one of the Jack Ryan films that I thought was fine. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty solid. He did the live-action Cinderella for Disney. Yeah. And so he has a pretty decent track record mm-hmm. um, for filmmaking. I think the reason that I had so much lower is just because it had gotten um, pushed. Yeah. And I, I always feel, like, weird about the films that get pushed. I think, I, I mean, my sense was this was some of the Disney-Fox merger. They were crowded with some Fox products that they were putting out. Yeah, and, and they so didn't they want to be competing to with themselves. Clear it out. Yeah, that but, was my sense, but I don't know. But when you don't have that narrative, it's hard to uh-huh. hard to say. Um, I am going to take Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a skeptical pick, but <laughs> there's a chance that yeah. it's going to go well. Um, and so, uh, you know, a reasonable risk, I think. All right. And that rounds out our top 20, by the way. I think we're all over the place. There's uh, definitely going to be some films in the top 20 in the end that are not on this list. Yes, that... <laughs> That I am sure of. Um, as far as your picks, how, mu- how much of your top 20 has been pulled? Uh, I want to say like 17 of the 20 I had listed. I'm, I'm at about 18 of them. So yeah. for the so most we're part, we're, we're pretty close. And I have not had, you haven't picked anything out of my top 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Like In the Heights is probably the lowest pick, but I had that, like, it's in slot 26, it looks mm-hmm. like, on my spreadsheet. So so we are yeah. fairly close, which which bodes well. Yeah. Um. It's going to get a lot farther apart starting the, Yeah, now. now I'm going to start tossing out some that I'm I'm more hopeful than confident in. This is the, the area where I was like, yeah. all right, I can cut pretty loose. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's going to be another Kenneth Branagh film for me. I really enjoyed uh, Orient Express, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. He has another Poirot film coming out, Death on uh, the Nile. And I think... It will do well with the critics and, you know, be be enough that it's going to be in our top 30, you know, top 30 at the, at the end of the year based on its its critics score. Murder on the Orient Express, I think, actually had a harder time of making it interesting. If you've ever read the book, it is a lot of interviews in closed rooms, <laughs> like in the yeah, same closed room. very cinematic. Yeah. And I thought he did a, a really fabulous job of embracing that challenge of making this visually arresting uh, in telling it. And I thought he did a great job as Poro. So let's try another Agatha Christie adaptation. Uh, starring Kenneth Brown. Sure, go for it. Um, you didn't have this one very high, did you? I did not. Not. I mean, this is the point where it's like, okay, now there's 80 films and I have to pick 30 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this, <laughs> this is where I was in the thing. So at this point, it's not for any contempt of any film um, for the most part. It's just, what do I think is really going to hit it? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a shot in the dark for a lot of these. Uh-huh. Um, Birds of Prey. Okay. I'm yeah. going to go for that one. Um, rated R, so there's a limit on the box office earnings. But Joker but, had... Yeah, Joker did great, and Deadpool's done pretty well, so mm-hmm. I and, think... And uh, Logan did fine, too. Yeah, I think it should do decently. Um, I'm not sure if I totally understand what exactly is going on. <laughs> if this is actually a sequel to Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, or... <laughs> or is it maybe going to be a prequel <laughs> to the other Suicide Squad movie that's going to be made? Well, that, but they've said sure. that that one's not in the same universe. I don't know yeah, what DC, but, DC's but doing But it's the DC stuff, so... Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, another female-led superhero movie this year. Uh-huh. Um, and it's got some energy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's something that people mention when they mention the movies coming out this okay. year. I'm going to take an animated film. I took a couple early on, but it's been a while since I've gone back to the family well, which uh, horror films tend to do well for us. Uh, family films tend to do very well for us. And then, you know, Marvel uh, does well. This one is Scoob. It this is, is literally the next film on my okay. list. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm that we it. managed to line back up again. Yeah, the uh, animated uh, or CGI animated uh, Scooby Doo adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, it's it's a long lasting property. There will be both. It is going on 
over 50 years now. Yeah. So there'll be both nostalgia for parents who want to take their kids to see it, but also kid like there's new Scooby-Doo always for kids, you know? So, so yeah. their young kids are still fans of Scooby-Doo right now. Scooby-Doo will always be one of those ubiquitous Snoopy characters. It's like everyone's always going to yeah. recognize and know mm-hmm. something about Scooby-Doo. Um, I'm, I'm adjusting some of my picks right now and I am going to go for Doolittle. Okay. The Robert Downey Jr. That's right about where I had it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm bumping it up a couple slots from my original, um, based on some of the things that you've picked and how we've talked about stuff. Um, I don't know based on the trailers, like I'm not sure, but I, I don't think it's going to be a real critical failure. No. And um, I, it comes out pretty soon, right? Isn't it February? It's pretty early. So so, so you'll feel good. Sometimes in years past, I like I haven't had any picks to come out to like April and it's like gets really dull at the start yeah. of the year. <laughs> so it is, even if it's not your biggest performer, it's nice to have something that comes out fairly early in the year uh, just to, to feel like you're getting some momentum within the game. All right. Next up, uh, speaking of brands that are doing well lately, Keanu Reeves. And so I'm going to be going... Not because of the brand of Bill and Ted being particularly strong but, right now. But, but the Keanu-sance <laughs> is in full swing. And, I mean, everyone seems to like him. And I, I can't disagree with anybody. He's one of those that, like, anytime someone who's had a personal interaction with him speaks of it, it's always, he's the nicest guy. It's kind of <laughs> almost like the how you get those weird Bill Murray stories where people just run into him. Yeah. Except... It's just nice and stories. Instead of absurd, it's just nice and yeah, pleasant. Yeah, like, like he makes sure everyone on set gets to eat. Yeah. Even, even, <laughs> you know, before he eats, he, he makes sure that, like, the camera people are getting getting fed and getting their waters and everything. Yeah. Little things like that. And it's like, I mean, it's charming. And also, there's, like, so much goodwill for me, at least. I, oh, what was the name of the... There was a Netflix romantic comedy. Uh, Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe that he played himself in. And, like, just instant goodwill for how he was willing to portray himself. Yes. As, like, the kind of slightly aloof and off celebrity and who lacks some self-awareness. With um, <laughs> with John Wick 3, he had a massive um, interview tour. You know, the the talk show tour mm-hmm. that he did got... A, 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 there's just constant clips and little yeah. um, images of him and things like that. Okay. Then I am going to go for Venom 2. Which is supposed to come out this year. Yes. That, that, this is also, at the stage of this game, this is where we start saying things like that. Yeah. Like, this movie is supposed to come out. Um, I'm also going to take this opportunity to say, when I was going through lists of anticipated movies for the year and, you know, what maybe I should pick, I definitely purged something and like, that's not happening. Um, I saw a list that still had Cyborg and Green Lanterns oh, listed. I was like, that must no, have been from when, Disney, no, or no. when DC first announced their upcoming slate of films. Yeah, and like four that, years and, ago. And so studios announce stuff and then they don't take it off the slate and people yeah. keep aggregating it. But that was on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? For their like 2020 most huh. anticipated films. I'm like, that's not. No, no, <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, because I don't have a horror film yet, I'm going to take Invisible Man. Which is being mm. uh, the one trailer I saw. Like, oh, this is just a horror film <laughs> at this <Yeah>. point, and <laughs> how it's being being done. Yes, and uh, oh, why am I blanking on her name? I've watched her since West Wing. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, like she is speaking of uh, actors who have great goodwill in the world and always yeah, deliver strong performances. Pretty good. <laughs> um, she did uh, Mad Men and Handmaid's Tale. So mm-hmm. not a ton of films, mm-hmm. right? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, this might be bold. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to take. <laughs> as soon as you said, this might be a little like, oh, he's taking Sonic again. Because <laughs> you got creed on Sonic yes, last year. But um, it looks, uh, honestly, 
the trailer, even with the bad CGI, looked kind of fun. It was just super creepy and unnerving. And they fixed that part. <laughs> so now it just looks kind of fun. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping for. And Jim Carrey seems to be having a great time. And when he's having a good time, usually the audience is going to have a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a point where I just don't know what to... I, I Like, I have some of these written down. I'm like, is that one really going to come out? <laughs> Like, uh, for what, example, okay, do, do you want to throw something out that's not like, well, no, I, let, let's talk through some or... of these that I have on my list of things that were listed as coming out that I'm like, is okay. it really? I can, I can throw out a couple other things that I had listed. So Bar- these are not Barbie and Legally Blonde 3. I have Legally Blonde 3. That's one where I'm like, is that really happening? I, I don't think it is. Also, Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe spinoff. So I heard them talk about this on, uh, so Vox, um, has Popcast, already, yeah, yeah Vox, Vox Popcast has already released their picks and somebody picked it and and they agreed that if you pick it if they release a gi joe movie <laughs> whether it's snake eyes or a gi joe movie you're good okay right that counts for you all right i saw it listed on in multiple places as snake yeah. eyes so I, I also have like a tom and jerry movie down as, yes, as happening and i I'm think like, is that really i think both of those are somewhere in my picks okay i'm not a hundred percent sure yeah, like i'm just looking at this list but they were definitely on the radar of you know, I I pulled up you know a hundred films and knew that I was also only uh, Morbius uh, in the Spider Man universe. Okay, that might be my next pick. Okay, I'm not I'm not taking it right now. Don't <laughs> you worry. know if you want it. No, I'm gonna take. take uh, I'm, I'm, just I'm gonna not go sure back if it'll be my in next the family pick. film realm and take Minions. Is this okay. Minions two or Minions three? I'm not um, sure. I had it listed as Minions two. That's one that I had listed. Is this really happening? So that was one of my questionable ones. <laughs> yeah, I had it okay. later. Well, in my you, actual picks. Why don't you go ahead and take but, Morbius, which was in my questionable box. Yeah, Yeah, so you'll take Minions, and I'll take Morbius. Uh, all right. Um, and that gets us through our top 30. We are more than halfway through um, our total lists. So my next pick, I, I think I'm going to take the Roald Dahl adaptation of The Witches. Mm-hmm. I, we all love Matilda. Matilda's great. BFG... Not so, not so much. I can't. Remember, I have no memory of how James and the Giant Peach did back in the day. That was like in the nineties. <laughs> but it's not terrible. So Roll Doll adaptations, uh, you know, it might go fine. Um, but you do with the witches. Um, good director Zemeckis is directing it, and then you have a good cast: Octavia Spencer, uh, Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci. So is he doing his motion cap? Uh... I don't know what they're doing for it I, I i don't really know any details when you I hear some the now i just assume it's going to look like the polar express right? oh that would be bad <laughs> yeah. i don't maybe... know that, but maybe not maybe he's I don't, know. A, I, don't, I don't know yeah well we will we will see how <laughs> that goes um i'm gonna take west side story um so that's spielberg yeah, that's probably gonna be my next which apparently he's wanted to make for a long time yeah. um and I mean, West Side Story is great. We've talked about the musicals. If I've got the two musicals, there's a good chance one of them's going to be that that greatest showman uh, kind of run for me. So it, uh, the only reason I had not picked it yet, yet is because it comes out so late in the year. Um, yes, but hopefully you get you know a, a big opening weekend and you know seventy five million comes I mean, in. I maybe maybe I'll get everybody going in to try and see if it's the cats of next year, and people are just excited to see it. In the way that they're not excited to see cats. I am just trying to find out how Kong did last year. Or no, Godzilla. Oh. Uh, it's down there. Because cause I think I'm going to take Godzilla versus Kong next. But uh, I know that... Fr- it's within five of my pick. 
Okay, I, I, I'll take that now. Godzilla vs. Kong, mostly because of my own nostalgia for, like, staying up on New Year's Eve and watching Godzilla marathons on TNT back I, in the 90s. I cannot blame you for this pick. <laughs> it was, I mean, I'm pretty close to picking it. Okay. Um, so my next one, I'm going to go with The King's Man, prequel to the, the Kingsman series. Uh-huh. Um, and it's got, um, you know, a, a solid cast, a solid trailer. Um, came out with, you know, the classic action to be expected from that franchise at this point. So I feel pretty safe with that one. Okay. I will take Bad Boys for Life next. Uh, Will Smith has not really been delivering at the box office as much as no. we, we seem to hope every time we, we pick a Will Smith film. But um, we're in, in, as, as you know, with Gemini Man, which is what, pretty my far biggest underperformer. <laughs> probably. Um, it's, it's pretty far down there. I don't think it's your biggest underperformer because you picked it fairly late, but it's... It's near the bottom yeah. last year. But, uh, you know, if it's that or, you know, picking something like, uh, you know, New Mutants, uh, let's just go ahead and throw a Hail Mary to, to Will Smith right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go for Woman in the Window. Have you heard about that one? Uh, Is that I, on your list? I have all? it on my list. Okay. So that's the Amy Adams uh, rear window oh. horror film. Oh, man. I, I should have picked that instead of Bad Boys for <laughs> I, I just remember seeing the trailer and thinking that looked really good. The, yeah, it, the trailer. Looks, it looks really sharp, um, super cerebral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, It just I felt like watching a Hitchcock film, you know? Yeah, but but very modern. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great pick. I think that's going to be an overperformer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so so strong pick there. Um, let's, let's go back to uh, family films and, and do Peter Rabbit. I remember the first – the year the first Peter Rabbit came out, I think neither Todd or I picked it, and it was actually one that – would have swung. Uh, I, I think it might have swung the game if Todd had it. Um, just okay. because it made enough money. You know, it wasn't great with the critics, but it made enough money that it uh, it would have t- tilted a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those films, like, I expect it to come out, I think. Yeah. Um, Uncharted. So it's it's a video game oh, adaptation. Is that the uh, with Tom, Tom Holland's Holland. been attached to it for like three years now? Yeah. So, so Uncharted. Has it started filming? I think it finished filming. Oh. <laughs> Was it supposed to come out last year? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, like, I saw it on the list a hey. couple places, and I'm like, yeah. you know, people want it, so as long as it comes out, yeah, it should be good. I'm I'm less confident in it <laughs> after this conversation than I was <laughs> when I moved it into that position on my list. All right, uh, we mentioned it earlier as the uh, is this actually going to come out? I'm going to do Snake Eyes. Uh, I don't. Okay, think... you got it. And we'll say just like Vox Popcasted, if a GI Joe film comes out. It's yours. <laughs> Good. So if so, two films come out, you only get one. <laughs> yeah. I, I there's no way they're sneaking two GI Joe films, films into on, into the release calendar this year. Yeah. What an odd franchise as far <sighs> as the movies has gone. Man. Like, there's nothing that you can pull from that's got a better nostalgia cartoon '80s toy. Oh yeah. You know, transfer right. That's the stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've just made two films that. I don't know. People don't remember them. All. People yeah. remember them existing, but don't remember anything about them, really. Yeah. All right. I am going to take an early film. I'm going to take Underwater. That's the... Uh, the, the like, ocean... Kristen Stewart. Yeah, the ocean-based horror. Kristen Stewart or her horror of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't know a ton about it, but I, I've seen trailers. I and, saw the trailer when I saw okay. Nights Out. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was not it. And if it's getting trailers in the big movies, then there's a decent chance that it's gonna gonna get something. Yeah. All right. Uh, I remember several years ago when we did this, 
uh, I chose kind of as a, a Hail Mary just based on the title, and we didn't know anything about it yet, Hitman's Bodyguard, which turned out to be oh, Samuel yeah. Jackson and, and Ryan Reynolds. Well, I saw Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is on the mm-hmm. release schedule. Again, I don't know if this is actually going to come out this year, but it's on the schedule. I'm taking it now. <laughs> yep. It, it's on my list, so I believed it was going to... Yeah, never uh, never saw it, but uh, no. it, it did well enough at the, the box office, I remember. Okay. Um, you're going to be upset. I'm taking Greyhound. Oh, that was one I got Creed on last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hanks, World War II. It seemed like it got pushed, um, not for any substantial reason, nothing nothing about the film itself. It mm-hmm. was just kind of a timing thing. Yeah. Um, with what, no, what else was going on. No, that's probably going to be the next pick, so that, that's a great spot to take it, I think. What number are we on in our picks overall? Uh, that is number 42 overall. Okay, so we're, we're, we're close to wrapping up here. Uh, yes, we're, we're getting there. All right, I'm going to take... Uh... Oh, I had it. Okay, Untitled Saw Film is on the schedule, I think, for an October release. Horror right. film in October. Uh, you can have it if you want it. <laughs> I mean, for a while, that was the horror franchise. It was. I think they burned themselves out. I think The Purge is the current Saw. Is there a new Purge coming out there this year? There is. I know. Are you um, going to take that next? No. I'm, <laughs> I, it's not on my radar. I'm going for the more prestige horror films, not the not the popcorn no. horror films, um, as classy as we are. All right. New Mutants on the board for the third <laughs> year in a row. <laughs> Oh, this poor film. Uh, the poor X-Men film franchise in general. Uh, yes. And th- this one in particular. Um, so, the, the for anyone feel, who doesn't know, well, real quick. two years ago this was yeah. a pick. And then it got bumped. Yeah, so I think Todd picked it, and then it got bumped, and then I picked it, and it got bumped. And now. But I feel confident that I have not overpicked it. Yes. <laughs> this is this is pick number 44. I feel very strongly the, that this is a decent place. This is uh, the last gasp of the Fox x-men film franchise uh, i mean i guess there, there's rumors going around that uh disney's gearing up to release another uh deadpool film with ryan reynolds which that one was making tons of money yeah. but it, it feels disconnected from the x-men from franchise. the rest of the, the yeah. franchise yeah it's um and the, they've released a trailer for new mutants again the, the version that's coming out this year which may be the original edit <laughs> it's sort of unclear yeah. i i have heard people say that you know the studio just kind of exasperatedly say Fine, you can put out your version to the director. <laughs> yeah. So, who knows? But it didn't look too bad. Yeah. You know? it. I mean, it's made it on the picks. So, we must have had faith in it at some point. Okay, I'm going to take uh, One and Only Ivan, which okay. is uh, a very popular elementary school book. Uh, that I've never heard of, but... No, I, it's I, on the list. It's mm-hmm. been in my daughter's Battle of the Books every year that she's done Battle of the Books. Uh, and I know she's excited for it. And it is a Disney production. So I think Disney it, family film. I think it might be an absorbed Disney production mm. like Spies in Disguise was. Right. Okay. Um, uh, well, it says production companies are Walt Disney and Tribeca. So, so I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but I think it's got Angelina Jolie and Sam Rockwell um, doing voices on that. Yes. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if that had made it onto my list, but it was in my general awareness. Um, I am, uh, cutting farther and farther away from my actual <laughs> list that I had spent two weeks working out. Um, and I am going to go for Downhill. Uh, I, I don't have that one on my list. So what is Downhill? Downhill is, there's a trailer out for it. It should be pretty early in the year, I think. Um, Will Ferrell and Julia Louise Dreyfus playing a 
a couple on a family ski trip as their marriage is kind of dissolving. They're trying to do the trip as a type of family therapy, but it gets worse. Um, and so it's sort of a one of those dramedy ones where okay. there's going to be an intense emotional moments, but also look at the funny stuff that these comedians are doing. Okay. Um, and so I was like, this is interesting, got an interesting tone, but big names. Yeah. All right. Uh, similarly, just based on the names, I don't know anything about what this is going to be, but it's a romantic comedy called Marry Me uh, that has uh, Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, Sarah Silverman. So let's let's grab that. I didn't hear of that one. I didn't have downhill. All, so so. We're, we're, we're both surprising each other right now. Who knew this yeah. was going to be happening? <laughs> it's, it's so coordinated. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm going to go with Call of the Wild, which is the Harrison Ford uh, dog film with Disney. Yeah. Uh-huh. Based on, on a book, I don't know a ton of the book. I assume it ends the way most dog books do. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let me take uh, Emma, the upcoming Jane Austen adaptation. Again, not trusting on like, uh, uh, you know, $200 million at the box office, but but give me, you know, $60 million and a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. At pick 49, $60 million's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, if you've got anything with that kind of uh, stability. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this is really the chunk where we just are... Looking at our list again and being, these numbers don't matter anymore. This is just, what do I think? Uh, I am going to go for Respect, the Aretha Franklin biography. Or or biopic or biopic. However people okay. want to say yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that pick. I, I had that one right around here. By the way, Joseph, that is pick number 50. So from here we each on get three out, films yeah, that will be we are We are in our uh, cut zone. Okay. I will take um, Enola Holmes. I didn't see that listed anywhere. I remember hearing about it, and I didn't see it well, listed. I just double-checked it. Uh, it is. It was still listed as a 2020 here, uh, and, and it stars Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I trust, you know, uh, her from, from Stranger Things to deliver a good performance. It is still listed as a 2020 release date, and we're into our wild card. Yeah, uh, so go for it. I'm going to go for... Bios, Tom Hanks, post-apocalyptic inventor, something or other. Okay. Um, so, Bios. All right. I'm going to take... Uh, on the schedule, there's a SpongeBob movie, right? You have that? Yeah. And I've... I, Give I'll me tell you what. Um, I had it a few films back, and I've, I've jumped it because okay. I was not sure. And I didn't know if I was going to come back to it. So, go for it. SpongeBob. I'm going to go with... Oh, I know what I'm taking. Without remorse. What is this one? Remind me. This I, is I, it's a Tom a Clancy with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay, yeah. So, oh, I don't want that one. I was just looking up a film, and its release date is December twenty third. So, no, nope. <laughs> don't take it. <laughs> I'm not, not going to risk it. Um, that w- that was Crudes too. If you're wondering what I, <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to pull that one, and now I'm definitely not going to. With that yeah. reminder, I haven't been looking at my release dates enough. I'm going to take. What is this? My twenty or uh, this is fifty-five overall, so it'll be your twenty-third, twenty-second, okay. twenty-third. I'm gonna take News of the World. News of the World feels like kind of an Oscar baity prestige. All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna give you one chance to warn off it. Okay, I have it listed for December twenty-fifth. Oh, is it? Uh, is that the one with Tom Hanks? Yes. I feel like I need a Tom Hanks in my life. Okay, I, I don't have any Tom Hanks. Okay, you have two. True. <laughs> All right. With Greyhound and, and Bios. News right? of the world. 
Yeah, I'll take that one over Crude's two, Crude 2 as my December 25th pick. Yeah, I mean, that's... Which, admittedly, Crude 2, Crude's 2, probably, as a family over... It might make more, Maybe, but, but... I think the Rotten Tomatoes... The Rotten Tomatoes might make up for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Um, oh, man. This is the point. I'm actually... I'm going all the way past my actual ranked <laughs> list, and I'm just looking at the films that I had listed, just to make sure that there's nothing that, you know, jumps at me. It's like, oh, I've got to do it. Um, so I am going for, man, it's hard to care at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take Fantasy Island. It's a Blumhouse horror film. Yeah. So if I'm going to take one more horror film, that's the one. Okay. I was going to take a horror film. Uh, I'm going to take Insidious Dark Realm. Okay. I don't know anything about it. But horror, well, I, I, the, the first couple of years we really missed by, by not picking some horror films. I think sometimes we overcompensate now, but. Yeah. Um, oh, I still remember picking Winchester. Don't, don't, oh. <laughs> don't even tell me. <laughs> not oh, overcompensating man. in our horror film picks. Um, all right. I get the last pick. This is the last of all them picks. Um, oh, I am going to go for Lovebirds. Have you heard about Lovebirds? No, tell me about Lovebirds. So, the, it is a rom-com murder mystery starring Kamal Nanjani. Oh, I'm in. Okay. Yeah, like, it's like right now, that's that's a, that's a decent yeah. pick. All right. So, that is going to be the last pick, number 58 overall, and only f- only 50 of these count. Yeah. So, that makes me feel a little bit better. That reminder, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe Lovebirds does great for me and, you know, massively overperforms, and then... I don't have to worry about how something else does. All right. Well, listeners, just as a reminder, we will be providing updates for these in our monthly quick casts, which mm-hmm. I think we got 11 out of 12 months released last year. Really close. <laughs> we, get, we got really close to making 12 out of 12. And and those are available for any a patron at any level. So if you get, just give a dollar per month, you get access to those quick casts, which are usually about uh, 45 minutes to an hour long discussions of any recent... We always, we always say it's going to be 30 minutes and it it's so rarely is. Yeah. We give updates on the fantasy box office and we talk about any new books uh, we've been reading or TV shows we've been watching or any films we've actually gotten out of the house uh to see which we both have young children occasionally so yeah it's, it's, it's like, like four four per year about yeah. four of those months will include discussion of recent films <laughs> yeah uh but, but occasionally you'll get an older one on redbox yes we both true. we both do that <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna wrap up this episode again look for those updates in our quick casts uh thank you for joining us for show notes and links to all the other great dueling genre shows you can go to duelinggenre.com also please subscribe to the protagonist podcast in your podcast app of choice and please leave us a review that really helps us out we'd like to thank nick english who designed our logo and scott tofty who composed our theme music if you enjoyed this episode you might want to go check out our previous year's fantasy box office picks and just laugh at some of our bold takes in our top tens <laughs> that just did not pan out uh, you can reach us by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com we're also on twitter you can follow at protagonist pod or at jay and producer andrew is at Diz minute and our facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonist podcast Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. Can I just take a pause and look through? Now that we're halfway through, I just want to make sure I'm committed to the rest of my list. Yeah, I'm looking at what do they have here?